I'm Chris Farrell from the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast, a wacky weekend morning show, part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out right now. Shows on the network are individually owned and the opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows over at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. So I'm going to read them out to you now. Okay. All right. So we have uh, Nintendo Game Boy Color game, mm-hmm. mint condition, one thousand and sixty-two dollars and ninety-nine cents. Jesus. But free postage uh-huh. from Germany. Oh well, that's nice. Okay. Do you just want cart only though? Uh huh. Four hundred and thirty-three dollars oh. and forty-one cents. Okay, so six hundred bucks for the box and the and the, the book. <laughs> well, yeah. If you want it mint, yeah. Wow. And. That is only up to 37 bids so far. So it, mm. it can still go higher than that. No free postage on that one, though. To get that from Germany, it's going to cost you 75 bucks. Are these all in Germany? Um, no, one of them is from the United States. Okay, that's it, good. That makes me happy. It is a buy it now, but anything you buy on eBay now attracts a 10% GST. Mm. And that is, in Australian dollars, 878,006 cents. Wow. Okay. Yep. Okay. And another one is $926.68 Australian, all best offer, but with GST, and $70 postage from the United States. That's how much an original Shantae Game Boy Color game is going to set you back. Man, that's a lot of money. So that's a rare-ass Game Boy Color game. Yeah, Shantae is an interesting one, Mm. uh, because I think Shantae came out at about the same time that the Game Boy Advance did. Possibly right. after, possibly a while after. Okay. Um, it was from 2002, so the Game Boy Advance was definitely out by that stage, I want to say. Mm. Probably for like a year or so. Um, and basically, they were still doing these games. And Shantae was published, but not developed by Capcom. So Capcom used to take chances on things back in those days. So they would sell them and then do pretty limited print runs. Right, okay. So, yeah, getting a getting a full set of these things is pretty tricky. Mm. Even Game Boy Color games is going to set you back. Yeah, it sounds like bit. it's a uh, yeah, so collector's those, item. <laughs> very much so. I don't have a copy of this. Mm. Uh, for those not in the know, Shantae is a uh, platformer. Yeah, well, a series of platformers. A series of platformers now. It's a fun platformer as well. Uh, mm. Shantae the Half-Genie, or Half-Blood Genie, I think. That's right. And she uh, goes around and kind of bobs up and down in a, like, a little... She does a belly dancing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I Dream of Genie-esque yes. sort, of, um, <laughs> sort of outfit. Mm-hmm. And she beats up pirates. She uses her hair to attack people. Yep. Her sweet, long ponytail. Yep. A sassy ponytail. She whips them. As my girlfriend called it. <laughs> it is very sassy. It's a sassy ponytail. Uh, I bought this yeah. game for the uh, from the 3DS online uh, store mm. for like five bucks or ten bucks or something like that because I wanted to play it and I didn't want to pay upwards of five hundred dollars. Yeah, and the original one's called just Shantae. Yep. Is that what, just all? It's, that's what it's called. Okay. Um, at least it is on the cart and on the box as well. I do believe. Yeah, the original's called Shantae. That came mm. out in two thousand and two. That's yeah. the one you bought on the 3DS. Yeah, that's yeah. that's. The, I bought the ROM for that on the 3DS. So I own a legitimate mm. copy. I just don't own a legitimate physical copy. Right. Okay. Of that. 
Well, yeah, okay. That's kind of similar to me buying Shantae Risky Revenge on, on Steam, um, which came out in 2010 oh, yeah. for the so DS. That's been the, kind of... Yeah. Because it's so rare, and because it was actually a really good GB... C game, when we said GBA, mm. um, Game Boy Color game, it kind of developed a cult status because yeah. it was rare and it was a good game, which is kind of a little bit uncommon. Like when you get like a really rare game that is actually also really good. And a lot of games in late, late cycle uh, Nintendo systems often are, mm. uh, are good and have low print runs. And this one is, you know, it's a fun game. It is yeah. legitimately a fun game. And you got the, of course, because of this interest, mm. the IP kind of sparked up again yes. in 2010. And you're playing... Yeah. Uh, One of the more recent ones. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's been a few, actually. Um, and I wanted to get into them because um, friend of friend slash critic of the show, Nathan Swift. <laughs> Swifty, yep. Um, I would call him a friend slash critic. With good cause. He because I was talking to him about how much I liked the Wonder Boy games, you know. Um, mm. And there's a new Wonder Boy game coming out, hopefully soon. It keeps saying Steam keeps saying it's coming out soon. Um, called um, I think it's called like Dragon Boy or something like that. Is that from the same developers of the remake? I don't know. It, look, it's it's I can't remember what it's called now. I have to look it up. But there's a there's a Wonder Boy sort of thing coming out soon. Mm. And I was saying how much I like that kind of game, that kind of style of game, that Metroidvania-y kind of ad- like adventure platformer, sure, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. And he was like, well, Shantae's like that. And I was like, okay, I'll check out Shantae. Because I kind of looked at it and was like, eh, I don't know, it was like some platformer. I didn't really see the appeal, but hmm. um, I bought Risky's Revenge because it was like pretty cheap. And I, the other ones, the other ones that came out since then are, are um, Shantae and the Pirate's Curse. Yep, she does fight a lot of pirates, I noticed. Yeah, and then the um, fourth installment is um, Shantae Half Genie Hero. Um, I do I, like the fact that yeah. I just hope there's some continuity between like all of these games. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like the, the. It has a fun little world that it's created. It's very tongue in cheek though, and doesn't take itself seriously at all. Mm. And, and I really like that about it as well. Like it's kind of. Not self-serious. And you want um, that from, like, a, a little a little harmless platform. Yeah, it's kind of cute. It has a bit of fan service, but not, like, too much. It's not, like, in a gross way. It's just, it's no. there, you know. Yeah, kind of pretty, pretty anime girls for you to look at, you know. Yeah. Um, and she, once again, it is very much an I Dream of Genie kind yeah. of outfit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's got, like, sort of, like, baggy pants and, like, a little, like, she's showing, she's got midriff showing. It's, like, yep. it's the late 90s, you know. Yeah. Um, midriff's happening. <laughs> oh, boy, did they happen in the late 90s. <laughs> um, the conceit. I'm not sure about the other Shantae games, so maybe you can tell me. But mm. in Risky's Revenge, the one I played, the, the the conceit of the game is that you hold down the Y button and she does a belly dance. And then if you release the button at the right time, you, well, you as you go through the game, you collect these like magical powers. Yeah. And she does three little moves in her belly dance. And if you release the button on the first move, you turn into a monkey. And you get like monkey powers. And then if you turn into the, if you like release the button in the second move of the dance, you turn into an elephant. Cool. And I just recently unlocked the third power, which is um, a mermaid. Um, she has this like sort of sexy mermaid, you know. Of course, um, all mermaids are every, sexy. Everything in this game that is sexy, basically. Like, what about the elephant? Is the elephant sexy? She has look. The elephant is not sexy, but it does have lovely eyelashes. Oh, very nice. So just to let you know that it's 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 it's, there. it's a lady. It's a lady elephant, <laughs> like like they do in the cartoons. Anything that's a female, it has like nice eyelashes or maybe like a bow to yeah. indicate that it's a female. <laughs> anyway, um, just ask Miss Pac-Man. It's very yeah the, yeah exactly. Um, but it is, and it's like it's a Metroidvania. I'm not sure. Was the first one like that? 
Like, it's a kind of a, you know... I played about half of the game three years ago, and I enjoyed it, but Mm. not enough to... I suppose I did kind of want to finish it, just because I was having fun with it. Yeah. It was a fun game. Mm. But, you know, life gets in the way, and then... The the, the thing about a 3DS is that I play it for a while... Yeah. And then either my eyes hurt. And that's not just because of the 3D. Your arms but... start to hurt, your arm muscles kind of well, thing. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just kind of put it away and I go, yeah. I'm going to come back to that. And then, of course, I close the clamshell thinking I'm going to come back to it later and leave it on. And then mm. it runs out of power. And yeah. then I go, oh, I have to recharge it. And then I recharge <laughs> it and then I don't play it. Yeah. Kind of a vicious cycle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but... I don't think they had that sort of gimmick in the original, or at least mm. I don't remember it. Okay, it might have been a more simple platformer back then. It was. Yeah. Um, yeah. There were alternate paths, if ever so slightly, from memory. Yeah, like that's it has and, like a world you can explore. Yeah, and I, don't, yeah. I wouldn't call it a Metroidvania, though. It mm. wasn't that exploratory. It was mm. pretty linear. Okay. Uh, but they did have some... Some pretty cool dialogue. I remember yeah, that. the dialogue's very funny in this one. So mm. I, that's one I'm going to ask you about, because I thought the dialogue was really, really funny and like... Very like, yeah, just jo- is, jokey. Yeah, there's a and, big tongue in cheek. Yeah, like there was, because <laughs> every girl. So like you're walking through the, the main town. I forget the name of the town, but it's this sort of very Middle Eastern kind of like it's mm. kind of like Aladdin, like in the way that like it's a very like stylized, cartoony view of yeah. like the Middle East. You know, Persian, sort Persian. Of, yeah, yeah, it's like indeterminate sort of Arabian inspired. Yeah, um, fantasy land, right? And all the girls are like dressed in a similar kind of outfit to Shantae and they're kind of dancing and mm. their boot, like little like pixely boobs are bouncing up and down. Okay, that was in the um, first one, yeah. And like these tiny little pixel boobs, like it's very funny because it's not, it's not really sexy because it's just like two pixels moving up and down. Like, yeah. Um, because they had the town in the first one as yeah. well where there were no, like you defeat the first pirate boss or whatever with a whole bunch of cannons and then you go into the town. Yeah. And there are a couple of like things you can do in the town and mm-hmm. it's a little bit more exploratory that than That sounds exactly there. like this, this mm. seems like it's recreating that game in a lot of ways because you fight a pirate ship with cannons on it and stuff, yeah. and then you go to the town. And, ah, okay. Yeah, it's it could, like, it I think could it's, be a remake of the original. Not, not maybe sure not a remake, but like a homage, perhaps. I don't know. But yeah. I don't know. Either way, it's that sounds really, really familiar. Mm. <laughs> but um, the joke, yeah, there's a lot of jokey dialogue ref- referring to that kind of stuff. Like um, either that or all along, I was yeah. actually playing. Shantae for the 3DS and just bought the digital download of that Maybe. for 3DS and wasn't playing the original but I was pretty sure it was the original mm. but mm. Um, yeah it's it's cute like there's one chick I spoke to like so there's these like blocks you have to break with the elephant and until mm. you've gotten the elephant power you can't get to certain areas of the game because the blocks like break the you know stop you from getting through classic Metroidvania yeah yeah um but one of these, one of the, the townspeople, is this lady is just scantily clad, and she says, "Like by now, you've probably come across some large boulders." <laughs> and, it's like, and the large boulders are in like bold kind of font, you know. Like, it's like, oh man, this is like, I see what you're doing, game. I get, you. I see where you're going with this. Oh, see those large um, boulders? Even yeah, if they're pixels. They're boulders. But like, it's pretty. Actually, look. To be fair, it's it's fun. They're, they're pretty ladies, and that's what's not to like. But yeah. and it's not like gross or like lecherous. Really, it's not like. You know, it's like it's a just hentai. The of set Do you know what I mean? That, that yeah, it's set up. Yeah, yeah, it's cute. Um, it's something to look at while you're, you know, mindlessly killing thousands of enemies because it's a very grindy kind of a game. As so, well. have you finished um, this, or are you close to oh, it? I thought I, I thought I was the last. I thought I was in the last level. Yeah, but it turns out that was like the second or third last level. It had a last levelly feel to it. Yeah, I know. That you know, feeling. like it was a big castle full of bats and like you know. Confusing. Because that's what they want you to think. They want yeah. you to think you're in the last level. And you go, oh my god, that was tough. But oh my god, there's another one. What are we gonna do? But it's been fun. I've been enjoying playing it, and it's a very like it's a kind of a different game for the games I normally play. You know, like mm. again, I'm I'm kind of playing simple. 
little platformers a lot recently and um which is not a bad thing yeah like, sometimes if you go too far in one direction in gaming you can feel burned out and mm. it's always kind of good to go back and just you know just do simple things like things that make you happy with gaming and then you can kind of sometimes it takes you off in a different direction than you thought you wanted to go but it's mm. still fun yeah definitely yeah i'm really enjoying it and um i'll probably I'm probably really close to beating it. I think I've spent about 10 hours playing it now. And I'm oh, wow. Probably only a couple of hours away from yeah, finishing it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it. that's a lot, like, a lot longer than the original Shantae game. Although I've probably done it in a pretty inefficient way. Like, there have been moments where I got pretty lost. Like, there's there's always at least one moment in when you're playing a Metroidvania game where you're just, like, completely baffled about where to go. <laughs> you're like, I just, I just don't know. Like, I've got this thing, but I don't... I, th- I realized I had to go back to the castle that I'd left because mm. I'd gotten the power up that... Uh, I'd gotten like the monkey power or something so I could like explore the world and mm. but there was a boss there that I hadn't fought <laughs> so <laughs> I'd gotten the, like half of that castle done but I hadn't sort of finished it and I didn't really click that I needed to do you that you actually had to go so, back yeah and like the game's pretty good at signposting for the most part like there's a couple of characters that you can talk to that'll usually tell you like or hint at what you need to do um, but yeah it's fun and silly and you know yeah it's good it sounds yeah. like if I ever get around to finishing the original Shantae game I, I think I might want to go play that as another platformer. Yeah. I think I want to check out the other ones, like Pirate's mm. Curse perhaps next, because these ones... I think I want to say that at least some of these were crowdfunded. Mm. Um, Maybe the latest or second latest one. I'm not sure about the the, the revival in 2010, but uh, I I do remember some... There was some kind of noise about Shantae which oh, kind of okay. peaks up now and again and I you know keep an ear open to that sort of stuff because I'm a bit of a platformer fan yeah uh, yeah you're right I'm reading here yes uh, it was crowdfunded Kickstarter that's the most recent one um, Half, yeah. Ge- Half Genie Hero which is the one I that's for the modern consoles reviews I want to say and like, the graphics look kind of cool I li- I'd like to see what it looks like with like full uh, this sounds creepy I'd like to see what it looks like without just pixelated graphics like just to see the, the pixel art yeah yeah because I think the new one is is a more like a modern looking like it's still a 2D mm. platformer but with like proper draw hand drawn graphics yeah. Um, yeah so yeah it's kind of funny that you like I kind of do like the idea of rare games mm. and because I'm a bit of a collector and I know I'm never going to get my okay I'm never going to own a stadium events. Yeah. I have held in my hands a stadium event. Wow, you have. I have. A friend of mine... Were you wearing Playtex gloves when you did that? No, no, he just handed it to me and goes, oh, yeah, I got this. And I got the manual, too. He doesn't have the box, but he had the cart oh. and the manual. A friend of mine in Canberra. Oh, really? In Canberra? Yeah, yeah. Wow. He has a very... And it's an NTSC one as well. Actually. How many he got of it, those things exist in the world? Like, oh, no, I don't think there's a definitive number. There's probably more than what the collectors who own one want you to think because like, they want to covet it and make, you know, you know, make sure the price is kind of like that... 10 to 20 grand sort of level. But he got his like 10, like nine or 10 years ago when the prices were high, but hadn't skyrocketed yet. Okay. And yeah, he just passed it to me and said, oh yeah, he was just showing me his collections, big N64 collector. Mm. I think I tweeted a picture out at some point, like in like four, three or four, five years ago or something. Okay. And yeah, I held it in my hands and I saw it and I went, well, I'm holding a a stadium events and here's the manual fit through it and he goes it's a shit game and I went yeah I know <laughs> so and for, then we moved our, on to other bits of his collection for our listeners who may not know what stadium events is or why it's significant can you explain that because I only have a vague idea I mean I, I know it's a very rare game okay so it was an original um, uh, uh, Nintendo Entertainment System game that was made by Bandai 
Yeah, okay. Entertainment um, for the power pad, which is like a big kind of mat that you put on the floor and you can run on it. <laughs> yeah, like a big... Stamp your feet. Like or, or you can use the controller. Yeah. Like the kinda, twister mat. <laughs> kind of like the twister mat, yeah. <laughs> and the, 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 the thing about this game was mm. that Nintendo liked it. So they went to Bandai and they said, look, we want to buy this basically this ip off you Mm. tweak it ever so slightly so instead of like it's saying bandai on all of the um uh, background pieces they just put nintendo or something like that and they Mm. re-released it as their own thing with the with the power pad yeah yeah or power mat or whatever the hell it was called (laughs) so the the thing is like the the nintendo version of that Mm. cartridge is cheap as chips common and nobody wants it but the stadium events was released in incredibly limited numbers right um be in, in probably in only like a few places before they cut distribution and like rebranded it as a nintendo product right. so a lot of people out there say oh your nintendo collection is not complete unless you have this cart and it goes for like thousands of thousands of dollars yeah and yeah the people who say that are the people who own that cart because yeah. they they want <laughs> To yeah. say that they have a monopoly and that they're special and they're effectively gatekeeping. Isn't it sort of like also justifying the purchase? Like you've spent this stupid amount of money on this thing. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. There's like- definitely a mental, yeah. uh, you know, like a, a like a mental sort of prerogative going on there. Like an ego thing. You're like, yeah, yeah. I, I spent this money and so I have to yeah. defend it. Because people you know? want to, if, if they found a warehouse full of these things and they got back into circulation, mm. that would be devastating for these people because all of a sudden <laughs> they're, you, you know, it would be worth like a couple of hundred bucks maybe. Flood the market with stadium events, con- cartridges and yeah. uh, and ruin them. Run yeah, them out of town. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So um, it is like, it is one of those interesting things, but it's not rare. Mm. Uh, sorry, it, it's okay. It is rare. It's very rare, but it's not good. Okay, which is the the point I wanted to make in this story yeah. in the first place is that there are a lot of rare games out there, mm. and you get your hands on them. And we have got our hands on some pretty rare games before. That's I, true. I own some. Yeah, uh, but they're not good for the overwhelming majority. No, there's a difference between rare and good. It's, yeah. You might have, you have to unlearn what you've learned from your Magic the Gathering games, AC. Because oh yeah, oh that's <laughs> all done. That, all that done. Book. I've already Pokemon. unloaded all of my Magic the Gathering stuff. Don't even know what it is. All, all the Pokemon cards that you played when in your youth. Oh, yeah. I and love the, a Charmanchu. Uh, all the Yu-Gi-Oh that you, you know. I, I don't even have a comeback for Yu-Gi-Oh. I just, that is the guy with the hair and wears like a pyramid around his neck. Yeah, I looked. Yeah, I can't, can't be good for your neck. I'm sure Yu-Gi-Oh is great. It's not something that I looked into. I'm not actually sure it's great. I, I, may, look at my apparently anime is. I should I should watch what I'm saying because my girlfriend was really into Yu-Gi-Oh. So I have to like uh, I have to tread okay. carefully. Yu-Gi-Oh sucks. I just happen to know. <laughs> I happen to Joanna. Know. I did not. I did not endorse this. This man doesn't speak for me. Who has <laughs> traveled to Japan and looked a lot into anime culture and and card culture? I can definitively say. That um, that Yu-Gi-Oh is possibly one of the worst card games ever to exist in humanity. God. So there you go. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay, I'll just put down that script that Rob gave me. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! <laughs> Trying to ruin my ruin my relationship here. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, you're uh, I, no. I got a pretty sweet thing going on. <laughs> you got a scam going on here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I gotta, re- I gotta land that fish. I gotta reel her in now. <laughs> no, you just gotta, you just gotta infect her with your anti Yu-Gi-Oh ways. <laughs> I'm not anti Yu-Gi-Oh. It's Yu-Gi-Oh. 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 Hey, hey, hey! The whole idea behind this is stealing that a picnic basket card. <laughs> 
Look, Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I might, I might have time for. I don't know. <laughs> it's just there's only like three characters in that show. There's Yogi, there's Boo Boo, and there's the Ranger guy. The, yeah, the, the Ranger. That's it. There's no one else. I just like the <laughs> idea. It's just three cards of just like Yogi Bear sneaking up behind the Ranger. Yeah. And just clobbering him with a tree branch. <laughs> just to take his Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Uh, <laughs> he said, hey, boo-boo, I've got something better than a picnic basket. <laughs> These cards, they're up pretty sweet. Oh, man. So you never played any of those collectible trading card games? Not, not a single never. one? No, I have played the Magic mm. the Gathering. The Magic the I, Gathering. I may have forced you to play that. You probably did, and I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. No, no, I, I did play... Battle cards or something, or okay. combat cards. Combat cards. Okay, that sounds that sounds vaguely familiar. It was kind of like. Did a, we play that? Was that in primary school? It was in primary school, <gasps> and it was a cheap. We made our own cards in a math class. Oh, I remember this vaguely. Yeah, man. And they had like pictures on them. We made our own. Oh man. And then like you would say uh, twenty four damage or like twenty four stamina, and you'd put it down, and the other person might have like a. Mm. I have. 28 stamina and yeah. then that person would get to go next and yeah, yeah, it, was a, yeah. it was a thing that, but I've never really collected cards in that way I'm a collector but not a- for good things not like <laughs> the magic of the gathering which sucks <laughs> it does seem like like I, I was, I was once really hooked on Magic, the, Magic the Gathering cards. I got, I got off that. Uh, you never. Yeah, I know. Who yeah. would have thunk it? Yes. Um, but I, I managed. Eighty-five episodes to, of this. After after a, pointing to this. After a month or two in um in rehab, <laughs> in the Betty Ford Clinic, <laughs> I, I managed to get off the Magic the Gathering um wagon or on it, depending on the how that metaphor works. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, it does seem like someone sat down in a lab somewhere and designed something that would just like hook all the nerds like you know it's like pretty pictures mm. statistics yeah and blind boxes it's like designer like, drug you know, for yeah. nerds you yeah know? basically yeah. yeah it's like you 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 get like three packs and you go oh, all these are crap <gasps> wait in these three packs, I got one really good card. Mm. Oh my god, I got to get another three. Oh my god, my deck is building itself. That's right. Yeah, and it, it and it did reward. That's one thing that really annoyed me about Magic, and still does, is that it rewards people who have the money to to spend to buy like every single card in a in a um a set. And I know, know um, I know a judge for this game, mm. like who travels internationally and judges these yeah. things. And I think they actually pay him in like rare cards. Yeah, like I think that's how they do it <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't take money he just does it for the cards yeah, yeah. I, I mean he probably goes on and sells those cards I don't know yeah but that's what I would do <laughs> like it's like it's fun I, I enjoy playing it but I just felt that on some level it was just a, it ex, a bit exploitative and, I mean um, it's a very exploitative but a lot of those yeah. kind of games are yeah it's so it's all going with loot boxes right now yeah. in video games as and, well and so. that's the that's the Magic the Gathering is the one with the blue lotus yes. isn't it the, well, the, blue the lo- black lotus the black lotus black card lotus. which is yeah. I think everyone is always forever going through people's collections of mm. old Magic the Gathering cards just in case they have one yeah and nobody ever does no no but yeah and that is one of the, the things about the rareness because as I said we've we have actually played a lot of rare games, mm. Um, mm. and some of them I own. As I said, there is one Game Boy game which is one of the rarest Game Boy games that is good that I do own, mm-hmm. and it's um, it's a Sunsoft game. You're this kind of little bulbous sort of creature, not unlike Kirby, it's, except that it were at kind of like. Um, bounces along the ground and it can take uh different shapes okay 
Uh, it's, look, I really enjoy that game, and it is rare because it was very much in the, uh, rare, in, in like, in the latter half of the, um, of the lifespan, and I don't think it even went to America. I think it was mm. just a European and Japan thing. Okay. It's called Trip World. Trip World. And the reason I was stalling there was because I was looking you know at the name of the, You're like, what's the name of that bulbous guy? Yeah, because <laughs> I knew what it was something world, yeah. and I have it in a little box okay. in my Game Boy collection because mm. I just, not only is it a rare game, it's kind of like worth. Like I think I ended up getting it for a hundred dollars or something like that a <laughs> while ago, and it might be worth a little bit more now. I got the Japanese version, okay. but they, there's no difference because there's no text behind it or mu- not much. Right. Um, but you don't even need to fight the enemies. You just kind of need to get from point A to point B and hmm. do it using like the the cleverness of kind of like absorbing different abilities and stuff like that. Right. So okay. Okay. Does sound very Kirby-like. From it, do- it does, but it, it is a bit different. Like, mm. he's kind of limited by the platforms. Like, he can't fly all the time. He's usually just kind of, like, bouncing along the, the ground. Okay. But I'll, I'll, I'll check the prices. That's one of the rare few games that's rare and actually, actually good. Yeah. Look, there was a time when I was considering doing a full collection of Game Boy games. Mm. Like, just going hard in on and, like, just trying to collect every single one. So, I got some of the rarer ones out of the way first. Mm. Then I took stock of my life and went, no, don't be an idiot. Don't mm. waste your life on this because yeah. Yeah. like, it- I love the Game Boy. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to collect a full set. And it's before Game Boy collecting really took off because mm. it's taken off in the past few years. But yeah, I just kind of yeah. went, I just don't want to get to the end of this. Because it's and it, that way madness have, lies. Yeah, just know. have a full collection of Game Boy games, the overwhelming majority of which I'm not going to play. Yeah. So like, yeah. and for people who do that i say more power to them like i'm real i have some friends who do own full sets yeah um and um a person um a friend by the name of matt who lives in denmark okay he has a full set and he's forever like you know updating little bits and pieces and he is just a fountain of knowledge when it comes to the game boy and i often ask him questions about a lot of stuff okay he's got a lot of variants and boxed uh ones and he's been interviewed by magazines and stuff like that i've even helped him on the rare occasion where i found something in australia for the game boy color which he's doing now that he didn't have and i've sent some over to him right okay so um you know it's the 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 world of game boy collecting on twitter is can be pretty incestuous. <laughs> there's, there's a limited number of you, and you all know each other. Kinda. Yeah, I mean, mm. it's not limited, but it like when mm. the collecting scene for Game Boy started kind of expanding. That's kind of how I started to yeah. know these these people. Okay. So at the moment, um, Trip World, mm. uh, which is the European version, goes for four hundred and forty. Whoa. Free postage. Bloody hell. 10% GST applies. There is the uh, Game Boy Japanese version. Postage from Japan. 10% applies. $571. Wow. But that one comes with the manual. But that's also a black cart, which is a bit odd. Hmm. Because I think the one I have is not black. But, you know. What's a black cart? Dare black? I ask? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just don't think it's black. Hmm. Um, so uh, the black cart would denote that it is compatible with Game Boy Color. Uh, okay. And the original Game Boy. Right. Whereas the the Game Boy Color ones that are transparent and like green translucent means that they're just for the Game Boy 
Colour. Colour, okay. Yeah. Okay. So hmm. you are listening to episode <laughs> 85. That might be 85 the... of these things. That's right. 85. That might be the latest um, intro, like, you know, uh, late title card type moment. It know? is. It's well, we're 27 minutes in. Yeah. Uh, and this is Game Life Balance Australia. This is a stream of nonsense mm-hmm. where we just say whatever comes into our heads. That's right. We throw the script out the window. It hits an old lady and, and she crashes her car. Which is, which is always fun, yeah. 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 We, we, and for some reason, that always happens every time we do it. It's weird. Yeah. We live right um, near a retirement we, home. It's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. We give, they're not meant to drive. They have dementia. But we give them the, the keys to a car. And yeah. a car, anyway. Because it's funny. <laughs> and lots of scripts. We have lots of scripts we throw out. Cars are cheap, just like life. <laughs> That's Game Life Balance Australia, US's motto, and we've stolen it. <laughs> Speaking of cars being cheap, I, I got my car registered. In the, in the Australian Capital Territory last week. That couldn't have been cheap. Um, I mean, your car is cheap, but registering yes, it here was not, car, probably. My car is, is, is yeah, it's, it's been through the wars. I have attempted to repair your car on several occasions. Mm. <laughs> my car is, like, I was going to say it's, it's saw 911. It didn't quite, it's not quite that old. It's 2003, so. It, oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I finally put it in my name. So it's now registered to me. In, in the city that I live with 12 months rego, which I feel like a real adult being able to pay 12 months rego all at once. It's like, oh, good. I have money. <laughs> I have like savings of some sort. It's a good feeling to, to, to be able to do that. It is um, very much a good feeling to do that. Yeah. And it's got little blue plates on it now, not the yellow ones, not the, the devilish yellow that it used to have, denoting that it was a New South Wales registered vehicle. Um, yeah. So that feels good. Um, but it cost me a sweet penny, AC. It would have it's like a thousand um, bucks to register something here yeah it was a thousand bucks to shift to, to cha- change it over and to pay for the rego mm. um and then uh also about a thousand bucks worth of repairs to get the um the road safe um, which is interesting though because i don't know if you remember um keen-eared listeners might remember that about a year ago i i tried to do the same thing and got a quote from a mechanic that was about $3,000 worth of repairs yeah and i was like that seems like a like a lot of money so i didn't do that and mm. then so this time so a year later after having done like minimal servicing and no repairs at all i took it to a different mechanic who only found a thousand dollars worth of so you have to wonder what that first mechanic was was up to sometimes oh no he's scamming you yeah total, so, total scam so and that's what everyone who knew anything about cars told me when, yeah when I, sort of I think them. i told you yeah i, I you said to take of- it to my brother but he might try and scam you as well <laughs> But he'd probably give you a discount scan just because you knew me. It's like a mate's rate scam. <laughs> I like that. That really does sound like my brother, though. Uh, that's great. Um, by the way, the person I was talking about before, Matt, mm-hmm. um, he is on Twitter at Game Boyle. G-A-M-E-B-O-Y-L-E. And the reason I bring him up is just because he is, he is a bit of a friend of the show, especially of Bit Seizure originally. Uh-huh. Uh, he does have a YouTube channel where he, since he does have a full collection, he does talk about a lot of the Game Boy stuff. Cool. And he's, he's very informative, actually. I kind of really uh, like some of his deep dives. He went into a pretty deep dive on um, Tower of Draga for Game Boy. Oh, wow. Which was only available in Japan, I do believe. Because that was a very popular game on the NES, right? Uh, it was a popular game in arcades and on the Famicom. Oh, this is an arcade game. Yeah, yeah this is of? a Namco. Tower of Draga is a, is a Namco one. Anyway, um, check his channel out as well, just because he's got a really a lot of really good stuff on there, actually. Okay. I'm very much a fan. 
Um, I just thought I'd squeeze that in there. He didn't, he didn't ask me for that, but um, that's nice. You know, he's um, he did actually send me a care package recently. So I did yeah. mention before mm. that uh, I I sent him a couple of things over the years. Yeah. I, I think I sent him a, a copy of Tetris Battle Guide N. Oh wow! Possibly because I wanted him to suffer or his <laughs> friends to suffer. <laughs> Because it is a fantastic game. It is kind of a monkey's paw of a game, though. It is. You can you can, you can lose a lot of friendships with that game. It's a fantastic game, though. Yeah. Uh, and I sent him a copy of Bionic Commando for the Game Boy Color. Huh? Is that any good? I. You know what? It's okay. okay. I have a copy myself, and because I already had a copy and I saw a cheap mm. one, I just went, "Oh yeah, I can get that for you real easy and send it to it." I never spent enough time with Bionic Commando to ever get good at it. it yeah, it's it's a. I own the Famicom version yeah. of this, and I own obviously the GBC version, and they're fun. But mm. the mechanic of not being able to jump and having to use your grappling hook, yeah, kind of, kind of just didn't really like. I I get it, but I have to force myself to get it. Mm. Like I have to really force myself to stop and think. Yeah, yeah. It's like, which so is a, a game, weird thing for me to do. The game is like. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but this is an eight bit era game yep that's um, right. and you have one arm and the other arm is a is a hook thing like a grappling hook type of deal yep you can shoot uh, enemies and yeah. you can grapple instead of jumping it's so like you an can't ex- jump it's like an extendable robot grappling hook arm go go gadget yeah go go gadget arm and and yeah you swing instead of jumping mm. you swing on things with your um your arm and so it's kind of really different even though it's a platformer it's like a very different kind of a platformer it is and yeah. people have a lot of reverence for this game yeah. because it is I think it's Capcom I'm pretty sure and it is good mm. like it's a good game yeah I can tell but that it's good I just I never got good at playing yeah it. that is the problem yeah. like you really need to shut off the jump part of your yeah, brain yeah I really want to hit jump <laughs> It's just it's just ingrained in me, you know. Yeah, it really is, yeah. and, and me too. You know, and I've I've gotten pretty far in the Famicom version, which I think is called like Hitler's Secret Plan or something. In <laughs> yeah, okay, I want to say something. Yeah, there's something, something like Hitler like thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, AC, did you know? <laughs> Sorry, I was listening to another podcast, a different podcast, not about video games. Ooh, uh, it was about the traitor. They were talking about the history of 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 um, Colonel Sanders of KFC fame. Oh yes, but at the end of the episode, they mentioned that. And this is such a tangent that there is a weird culture in Thailand specifically of all places okay where they have this weird they weirdly use Nazi imagery in like marketing imagery in marketing images and like the, in youth culture and stuff like that and they don't seem to know that it's super offensive to people hang on so um, this is different from the the Buddhist imagery oh of- no it's not just a swastika no 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 there's so there was a KFC ripoff, like a, yeah. like a, like a, like a, a franchise in mm-hmm. KFC. Well, not a franchise. It was like a, they had a restaurant opened up that was using very similar branding and like, you know, look like the whole look and style of a KFC restaurant, but they call it Hitler chicken. Okay. And All right. A, okay. Yeah. This is, this is not. Yeah. <laughs> and it had a picture. This, this went way far away from where I thought it was yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and instead of like the kernel, like for the little logo, it had like a very similar, like, you know, silhouette kind of image. Yeah. But it's Hitler with a little Hitler mo. And oh, KFC no. apparently like sent them a cease and desist and like said this is like super offensive and like please don't do this. Did they did they desist though? They eventually had to, yeah, they changed the name to um oh, no, Colonel like, Hitler. They should have called it Colonel Hitler after I'm that. Gonna, it's not Shitler, but it was something like that. <laughs> they changed the name just enough that, like, like Goebbels' chicken. Now it's fine, you know. Um, 
really weird. And I, I ran on Wikipedia. Oh, I looked this no. up because I was like, seriously? I looked this up. And there's, apparently it's bigger than just Hitler Chicken. It, it, there's like, there was like a number of like TV ads. And you stuff. have to call this episode Hitler Chicken. <laughs> you have to do this. <laughs> God. I'm running it down on my show notes. Uh, it's so Hitler- weird. Hitler chicken look it up look at look up nazi imagery in thailand or something and I, it's, see, it's I bizarre i don't know enough about yeah. thailand's role in in world war they didn't II. really have one apparently this just boils down to like they saw some of nazi brigade like imagery and and someone thought that it looked cool or something and so they like started <laughs> oh, no. using it with, oh, like no. with like no like it, apparently like people have looked into this and the conclusion seems to be that it's more down to just being really historically insensitive and like not understanding the history of, of the second of, of the twentieth century, rather than anything racist, you know, it's like it's this, just that they're idiots, basically. Sounds, yeah. like, okay, <laughs> this sounds like kind of one of the things that I would really want to go to Thailand and try just once, just to say that I've been to Hitler Chicken. <laughs> I think again, I think it shut down and it's something else now. Yeah, but, yeah, but but still, you know, just getting some of that imagery. Himmler Chicken. Anyway, I'm pretty <laughs> Chicken. Sorry, I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. Anyway, I'll I think stop. I think I was talking about this because my friend. <laughs> I can't believe he came up with the same. Context is Hitler chicken. Um, send me a care package. <laughs> I get the Hitler from, chicken. I'm so sorry. From from Denmark. Don't worry. This some of the stuff he sent me might be more offensive than Hitler chicken. <laughs> well, it is Denmark after all. I don't know. I don't know what I meant by that. I don't know what I meant. I'm sure, so, Denmark's nice. Denmark's Seem, a lovely place. Seems lovely. In all of Europe, I think that might be one of the places that I want to go to most. Actually, yeah, Scandinavia seems like they've got it. They've got it sorted out. They, they've got it. They, they know the sweet life. They, they yeah. know what they're, they know what's going on. Yeah, so, except for except for IKEA from Sweden. Which, oh God, yes. No, no. <laughs> just, we we could eliminate Sweden just for that offense alone. I want to say that like people in Denmark hate Swedes, so they'd be very they'd be cheering as you say this right now. Oh God, I hope so. Um, Let's invade Sweden. Yeah, I was, they wouldn't mind. I, I remember ch- I chatted a lot with people from like Scandinavia when I was still clubbing in, in the chat room world in the early days of the internet IRC. Yeah. Um, and apparently, yeah, there's a lot of like hatred. Like they all hate each other. Like <laughs> like you'd expect. Like we hate New Zealand. But, you know, but it's got to be a friendly sort of yeah. like ribbing rivalry yeah. sort of thing. Like they're just similar enough that it's like, oh, these little differences seem very f- like odd and funny and foreign to us. But mm. when the chips come down, we totally go to bat for them. I, I think so. I mean, there's also all those weird wars that Europeans got got up to in the, you know, many, many oh, hundreds of years. Oh, been happening for centuries. Yeah, they're always fun. Millennia. They're always declaring war on each other. Mm. <laughs> those wacky Europeans. Anyways, yes, I'm sure that the Danes would love you bad-mouthing. Yeah, so, so this care package had a whole mm. bunch of candy in them. <laughs> and some of the candy was great. Like, it had all these, okay. like, great Danish names on them, mm. which I won't even try and pronounce. <laughs> and I was just I was just munching away at this candy. I haven't mm. opened all of it yet. I know one of them, just from the imagery, is, mm. like, super hot. Okay. Like, I think it's, like, some sort of black hard candy mm. which if you put in your mouth burns everything okay and i love that i really want to try <laughs> that actually um but there was this other one this this small seemingly inoffensive box mm. called spunk which already is <laughs> fucking hilarious <laughs> when you open it up it's this kind of like kind of teardrop but kind of a little bulbous shaped sort of uh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know whether it's meant to be like that but it has something like um like Scholten's Scholten's Spaxer or something something in Danish that I was I can't remember right now mm. because I have this box at work basically I was looking at this mm. I opened the box which is about the size of a box of 
of um, like sultanas, like mm. those little fun size boxes you put in kids' lunch boxes. Sure, yeah, yeah. Took a big whiff and I went, I worked out what this is. Mm. It is salted licorice. Oh, wow. And these tiny little kind of almost tic tac size, mm. like chewable um, sperm like <laughs> things that you put in your mouth. Little teardrop shaped. Little- yep. Yeah. And they taste <laughs> like licorice, except incredibly salty. Ew. And this is fantastic. Uh, did you like it? Is it nice? Look. Because I like licorice. I, I like lic- I love licorice. Yeah. I would not have more than one or two of these in a day. Wow. I, I like salt as well. Okay. Yeah, um, I'm a big fan of salt. I like I like its work. Yeah. And <laughs> it does a lot of good for people. It, and these, do you, the, it's kind of like the, it's it's not like really chewy. You've got to chew it for a while before it comes chewy. So it's kind okay. of hard at first. Oh. So it's kind of like. There was a, a a brand of throat lozenges called Throaties. Okay, yeah, yeah. They used to be around. They're kind of similar yes. to that. Okay, all right. Okay. Except licorice and really salty. Hmm. So I kind of like I can You'll, handle this. I'm kind of think, I, I kind of don't I think they're like bad. Some spunk. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds and good. And so I took this to work and started offering it to everyone. I offered it to my section manager, and she said, "What's that?" I said, oh, a friend of mine it's from Denmark gave it to me. Would you like some? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't tell her that. <laughs> Would you like to eat my spunk? She had one. She goes, God damn it, what the hell is this? And I said, yeah, I think it's at least a salty licorice. And she said, I'm going to finish this, Andrew, and I'm going to have another one. Anyway. That's fair enough. <laughs> and, and other people have had them in the office. And they said, mm. it's, it's ranged from, oh, my God, to, oh, it's not too bad. Because I think licorice is kind of like Vegemite or like, mm, uh, what's another example? Like, just things that are really div- divisive, divisive. Yeah. Not, natto in, like, in Japanese culture is like that as well. Mm. Like just some people like a, love kind it. Kind of a really strong flavored sort of thing. Mm. Mm. Wow, that sounds intense. It was funny just throwing that out there, just, <laughs> just letting people try it. You know, I'm you know, glad, it's not going. I'm glad affect- you didn't tell them that it was spunk. No, I, I, I kept that one to myself actually, <laughs> yeah, because I'd- it is hilarious and I love it. Maybe uh, it's called spunk. Spunk. It spunk? probably is. It probably is. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I mean, you, the alphabet sounds different in every language, so... Sure. Yeah, but Denmark is actually... I would like to... I'd love to meet Matt one day. Yeah. Maybe a little European vacation. Oh, I'd love that. I'd love... There's a lot of places in Europe I want to go. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I go overseas, there are a lot of people in America and Canada who would go, why didn't you visit us first? Yeah. Because your country's a trash fire. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> It's all good. Everything's fine over there. It's totally a trash fire. It, no, look, I don't want to get don't, shot. Don't worry. It's fine. <laughs> It's fine. That's what your politicians great. tell you, so you got to believe them. It's all going Everything's really fine. well. No, nobody's ever been shot there, ever. No. Ever. Not by accident, and certainly not on purpose. <laughs> no, because everyone not has... every day. Everyone has guns, they see, so that no one will ever shoot anyone, because everyone has guns. Ah, smart idea. Yeah. Maybe we should have more... No, I can't even finish that I've sentence. been really reading this pamphlet from by the NRA, and it's really it's really changed my mind about things. I'd like to share it with you. If you... No, no, I'd, I'd love to read that. I need some more fire. See, as long as everyone is scared that everyone else has guns, then no one will ever shoot anyone with a gun. But what if you're really racist and bigoted and a crazy person? Well, then we just need to give even more people guns, like miners, for instance. I see. <laughs> Problem solved, right? Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll start training. We just need, in, to, in, we need in, to bring in immigrants school. into the country, except not the bad ones, the ones that we like because of America, and we'll give them guns. Which are the, which are the <laughs> ones that America likes anymore? Because I, I think I, they're running out of options. I don't know. I think if you have a hit single, <laughs> you can come in. If do we have a hit? I, I like to think that we do. At some point in our past, we may have recorded something that may have shot to number one, but I just, I just can't put my finger on it. There was that time that I that I was drunk at a karaoke night and sang 
Can You Feel the Love Tonight in front of 300 bemused Chinese people. That's kind of a hit single. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, that may have been it. They lapped it up. I, I'm pretty sure you and I actually have done like a, a Nazi Busters instead of Ghostbusters parody at some point in the past. Well, we can dig out those old tapes. And I do mean tapes. <laughs> yeah, literal cassette tapes. Send them in. And then we too can go to, go to the land of the free. <laughs> you know, that's the perfect place to win the first segment, I feel. This is, we're we're going to go off to the land of the free. Just put a flak jacket on. <laughs> So do you think lightsabers run on some sort of battery or are they like permanently like you can turn them on and off as much as you want and they never lose power? You never need to recharge them. Well, I know there's a crystal in them and that's it. That's all I know. That's all I know as well is that you have to get a crystal. Ooh, mystical. And I think... Damn space wizards. And I'm not sure whether this is something that got erased when they got rid of all the, uh, uh, you know, Star Wars extended universe canon for the new movies but I reckon they kept that you had to kind of go before you could become a Jedi you had to go find a crystal and make your own lightsaber that was like part of like the thing that was part of the training whereas whereas Mm. Luke just kind of inherited his oh but then in Return of the Jedi remember he He does get a new one that's kind of when he becomes ah you created created your own lightsaber you're on your way to becoming a Jedi but you're not one yet bucko that sort of thing yeah so I'm not sure but as to your question I don't actually know you're such a Star Wars guy and I just always thought if it ran out of power just like it just yeah. it just kind of went Doom. it's got a little lightning port on the bottom you got to plug it in a usb every like, yeah you know, like did overnight. they just kind of like nobble <laughs> the enemies like with the hilt <laughs> on the lightsaber just kind of go in with a club and just go like, sort bong, of pistol bong, whip them with it kind <laughs> yeah of <thing>. basically yeah because <laughs> they look pretty yeah, heavy it would have yeah, probably hurt yeah i was like i was defeated by a jedi man that must have hurt yeah he fucking nobbled me with his like out of charge <laughs> lightsaber this doesn't sound as cool like i lost a limb to a lightsaber yo man you're hardcore yeah, well, this guy nobbled me on the side of the head and it really hurt. Man, kind of left a mark. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't actually know the answer. That, that sounds like something that we should write in to George Lucas about. <laughs> can they run out of power? And can you just, like, hit someone really hard with a lightsaber? Which I'm sure you could. I bet this is it, It's answer. not very noble of I'm the sh- Jedi You know what? That. I'm sure this the answer for this lurks somewhere on the internet. I'm sure, I'm sure somewhere in the old extended universe before mm. it was erased from history. That's right. It was... It, it came <laughs> up somewhere. It was probably Luke as well. Yes. Luke probably ran out of power and just pointed behind someone and I went, oh, what the hell is that? And they just like, just clobbered him and then took his wallet <laughs> full of his imperial credits or whatever they use. I don't know. And goes and buy some sweet death sticks with it. Oh, I, you know, I really want to try one of those death sticks. They sound good. They do. They sound like really palatable. It sounds like a good time. Yeah, I mean, why why wouldn't you buy a death stick? If some, like, weird alien came up to you and said, Hey, mate, want to buy a death stick? Mm-hmm. You go, yeah, bloody earth I do, mate. Well, th- th- it sounds like fun. Yeah. The name alone sounds like a great time, so... If you survive, man, you'll have a whole bunch of stories. Sure. <laughs> 
Well, you know me. I'm all about death and sticks. <laughs> sticks at the very least. Yeah. And speaking of sticks, you and I did actually play a game together tonight. We actually played several. Mm-hmm. But we'll we'll talk about the first one first. Sure. In that, uh, I think this might be you and I's kind of first AR experience. Yeah, I think so. I mean, people talk about sort Pokemon of? Go as if it's AR, but I don't know if that really counts. This is like proper is- AR. It is to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah. This is like with... You You have a headset on your head AR. Hmm. Um, we did that tonight. Yes, we did. We yeah. did something called Jedi Challenges, mm-hmm. which is a... Look, it is a box full of stuff that you put on your head and you place in front of you and then you have like a fake lightsaber mm-hmm. that you... Flash around. Yeah. And this thing debuted in Australia, at least. I don't know what it was like in the rest of the world, for $399. That's right. by Lenovo, the, the laptop people. Oh, Lenovo, really? Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's a, that's odd. <laughs> and I think you can buy, like, a Array lightsaber version, which is obviously um, Anakin and Luke's lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you, I think there might have been a version, possibly a more expensive one, of... Um, Kylo Ren, is that his name? Right. The yeah. one with the hilt, like with the guards oh, on it. Oh, right. Yep. Okay, yep, yep. Uh, and nobody bought these things. I remember them sitting around for ages, and then they were discounted. And then they were discounted again. And then I remember seeing them for like 150 bucks. and I went, wow, that's a hell of a discount. Mm. Man, it must be kind of shit. <laughs> because nobody bought them. Then I right. saw them for $79 last mm-hmm. week. or Actually, I think it was even $69 when I was out last week. And I went, right. that is a hell of a price reduction. And I kind of looked at it and went, I did see someone play this. Looks kind of tempting just for the novelty, mm. but I'm still not going to spend that amount of money on it. <laughs> I'm not going to drop 70 on this. No. And then I was looking around Gumtree and I came across one that was for complete, new in box, unopened, 30 bucks. Wow. So I went wow. and I just said, hey, can I grab this? And they went, yeah, come around tonight, popped around, 30 bucks. My goodness. Got me one of these AR lightsaber kits. Wow. So that guy just really wanted to give that away, basically. No, it was a, it was a, a woman who just, I don't think, was the biggest. It was given to her as a gift, I think, and she just didn't care. Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, so, and it, would, it was on there for like six weeks. Wow. I think so. Just nobody wanted there's it. Not a nobody lot of, was looking for it. There's not a lot of an audience for this. Look, yeah. I think part of it was that Star Wars, when she did her ad, was like mm. just one word. Mm, okay. Rather than two words, and it was just Jedi challenges, and then just said complete in box. It didn't say anything about lightsabers. It didn't say anything about uh, like what was inside or AR or anything. Yeah, uh, okay. and that may have been it. But you know, there were others around the same price for like forty bucks or whatever. Okay, so I got one of these things. I got it home. I opened it up. Um, anyway, it looks like the kind of thing that, like the kind of box that a laptop would come in. Like there were lots of. Like, everything was individually wrapped and it mm. looked very special and looked very clean and you had to tear, the, like, the, the protective film off, like, bits and pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the lightsaber. not Well, being not heavy did, does look like it's made out of, like, aluminium or chrome-covered plastic at the very least. Yeah, yeah. So it looks kind of cool. Hmm. A bit longer than the normal lightsaber is, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I've never seen. I don't like an know actual... the dimensions. It just seems like even in my hand, I have big hands, and it hmm. seems a little long. But I think it is maybe only like two centimeters longer than a normal prop would be, or something like that. Because the prop you think are pretty small, but 
for them to appear on screen, they actually have to be pretty sizable to yeah. get like a bit of detail out of them. Okay. Um, so it, it's pretty close. Um, not 100% screen accurate or anything, but kind of fun. And you put your phone after downloading an app into the kind of slot in a helmet. Yes. And the helmet's got a couple of cameras in there and then you need a thing and yeah, yeah you need to put it uh like a sensor on the ground like a little kind of dome and then you can start playing yeah it looks like a little like someone chopped the head off a move controller yeah like it's a little glowing ball yeah basically a soft ball yeah, yeah and you that put it that uses as a kind of a locator beacon yeah and that's kind of i guess your headset is looking for that thing yeah and that orients you and everything so um, i played this and then yeah. i went hey this is pretty cool i'm gonna get rob to play this as well yeah. So, Rob, you were in there for about half an hour today. Yeah, I played a fair bit of it. Um, it's fun. Like, it works pretty well. Like, you're in your living room and you've got this headset on, but then in front of you, like, walking towards you are um, the little, you know, the Trade Federation robot soldier things. Those little, like, you know... Roger, Roger. Yeah, those little guys. Yeah, battle um, droids or whatever. Battle droids, cool. thank you. Yeah. Um, fake Star Wars fan over here. Um, I just, literally, that was just, like... So I got into a big argument with mm. someone one day. This is like a tangent, but this is mm. a stream of nonsense. Uh-huh. Where like on that snow planet where the whole battle is, looks cool, but it's completely fucking pointless. Oh, like the Hoth. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. Uh, it's the start in of every em- game. The start of Empire Strikes Back. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's completely pointless. It's really dumb. All they would really need to do to destroy the rebels is basically crash one of their ships in there and it's all gone. <laughs> they could even abandon ship first, but I don't think Darth would kind of do that. He'd just go, make sure they're all dead. Go now. Crash. It'd be funny. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing. I don't, I'm not a laughing guy. Anyway, um, you're not you're not making like these are all good points. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> look, that battle looked cool the first time I watched it, mm. and the second and third time. Uh, but when you play, when it's in like every goddamn video game ever, yeah. you kind of get sick of the planet Hoth. 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 If everyone, yeah, that's that's a scene that everyone loved, and so it's in everything, and it's yeah. kind of a bit overdone. I, I get it. It's just a bit. Yeah, yeah it is a bit. Seems a bit pointless to me. Mm. Uh, anyway, the. Um, forgotten the point of my story they're trying to defend the shield and they have to let land ground forces to take down the shield that's why they need to have that battle okay sure that, yeah, there that, you go that makes sense that, that, seems, sound, that sounds like real a real thing yep that is indeed 100 <laughs> percent. they can't just crash a star destroyer into it because of reasons <laughs> there was a point i was trying to make before this and now i was completely sidetracked by the fact that hoth is such a stupid battle that i forgot the point i was trying to make <laughs> it was something about the AR system, probably mm. uh, about possibly about Darth Vader being funny. Oh, God damn it! It's really bugging me now that I can't remember what I was trying to make fun of <laughs> okay. for Hoth. Uh, uh, anyway, the idea is that um, you put this helmet on. Mm. You got uh, like a little beacon on the ground, and everything kind of appears to you more or less as a hologram. Yeah. So you. It's AR, so you can still see your surroundings. It's like a two-way mirror. Yeah. You can see everything, but you can also see the reflection of your phone on the insert. Yeah. As well. So you can see the little droids coming at you and shooting yep. at you. Mm-hmm. You can see, um, and there's bigger ones, and there's one, there's those ones that sort of turn into a little ball and have a shield, and I don't know the names of these. thing is that I'm a Star Wars fan, but I never bothered reading up on the yes. lore oh, I just of remembered the first three movies. What my tension the, was sorry, about. The first three of the, of the prequels. Yes. The lore of the prequels is sort of 
It's I'm lost not, on everyone. I'm not very interested in no. it. No. Yeah. Why would you? You haven't seen those I movies I don't want to know times. about the rich cultural history of the planet Naboo. I don't care. <laughs> Nobody does. <laughs> I don't. The, the, the point I was trying to make with my, my little tangent about Hoth mm. is that there are these guys who are like stormtroopers. Yes. Except they kind of look like... They, they look warmer and they've got like kind of longer face. They have the mask. They have yeah. a long mask. And yeah. I, at, at one point, I was watching this movie with someone for like for the fourth or fifth time or something mm-hmm. and i and i said oh god those guys look so fucking dumb mm. what are they called like snow troopers or something mm. and it turns out that i'd hit the nail right on the head they are, snow they are called snow troopers and i went <laughs> this is a very specific situation where you would need someone called snow troopers to go through this wouldn't i mean like stormtroopers not that different you could probably just they look pretty warm already in that armor like i don't the person i was with i can't even remember who it was i think it was someone by the name of daniel or matt or sounds like name daniel would say off at me like this guy just went nuts it was like oh, of course they stop like there's snow troopers why would you call them they're storm storm troopers and i said well those storm troopers they don't seem to be going out in the rain a lot i think this guy <laughs> actually tried to hit me this guy was so incensed by the fact that i was making fun of the fact that these guys were called snow troopers oh my god that he took a shot at me some some star wars nerds can be weird can be very weird. oh and it just it just made me want to make fun of it more and i probably did that's, oh God. That, that's where my original tangent was about Hoth was going. Is the Hoth is he's stupid and Snowtroopers even more fucking stupid? I want to say I heard a podcast where someone almost came to blows because one of them made fun of the, of like this character in the extended universe that's essentially a female Yoda, <laughs> and like they were just making fun of it and talking about like fucking it and stuff. Like that. And like, I just got so angry that like. <laughs> Look, I'm not. I'm probably mis. I'm probably misremembering this conversation. Mm. But the point is that Star Wars fans can get really, really rabid if you. They can. If Boy, you like, make fun of their like beloved. Beloved characters, but snow, um, like a snowtroopers just like sitting around when oh boy we're heading we're heading for an ice planet. Here's my time to shine. <laughs> right. I've been training twenty years to, of walking in snow every day in a simulator uh, just so I can do this. The oh, and they still got away, so they're obviously still fucking useless. The irony being that like most Star Wars movies, for some goddamn reason, are set on a desert planet. Like like if it's not Tatooine, it's the other one. <laughs> Dantooine. Dantooine. Thank you. Yeah. Or fucktooine. Yeah. They love desert planets, probably because California is, you know, right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot that, of sand. A lot of sand. Mexico dunes. is right there. Or like, no, the first film was Tunisia. New, Tunisia, actually. Yeah. yeah. That is correct. Well, anyway, Tunisia is probably like a nice, cheap place to film a movie. I'd say that's why they did it there in the first yeah. place. But it's like that area has become a real tourist boon because they actually. Oh, because did... they built stuff. That's like Hobbiton for like. Yeah. yeah like they, what... they did actually rebuild. Yeah. Or they okay. Maintained the original set piece. In the same way that Hobbiton is like this tourist trap for New Zealand. Yeah. Basically. New Zealand, the Morocco of the South Pacific. <laughs> I'm sure that's how they want to be remembered. That's After we blow them up. That's their new slogan. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, back to Star Wars AR. Uh-huh. So basically, you, you do a tutorial. You have a lightsaber that syncs with the Bluetooth in your phone. And you can wave it around. And in the AR screen, mm. you, have, you can see, of course, the lightsaber in your hand. But it projects... Because there's like a small rubber nub, yeah. kind of like a move controller again, mm-hmm. that projects the the lightsaber um, sword part or the blade part, right? Yeah, the yeah, light yeah. Blade part at the at the end. Mm-hmm. So you can wave it around and it looks like a lightsaber and it makes the noise. And then you mm. you defeat battle droids that are coming at you. Yeah, you you, bl- you bounce their laser blasts back at them, which yeah. is fun. And if you you have to sort of hit you have to hit them the right way, like it's mm. pretty good in the way that it picks up 
the way you're using the sword. And if you um, like if you just stand there on block, it doesn't do anything. You have to actually bat. You have to sort of bat them back at them, and yeah. you have to do it in the right way. Otherwise, it won't hit them. Yeah. Um. So that's, it feels good and kind of intuitive when you're doing it. It does. Yeah. It's, it's like it, playing it, cricket. You're like, all right, I'm going to kind of hit it, it this way. And- it does feel how you would imagine a lightsaber to feel like, except yeah. there's no kind of force feedback in the hilt of the lightsaber itself. Yeah. Like when you hit, so it's just mostly sound. When you hit a laser blast, you don't feel it in the. You don't really get that like physical feeling of hitting something mm. with the sword but you do get the visuals and the sound so it's half you know it's two thirds of the way there yeah um, and it looks like they spent a lot of money on this yeah it does seem expensive <laughs> um, it's just yeah. it's just very it's a novelty yes and you don't want to spend 400 bucks on a novelty like no. that's the cost of like a, a new laptop or yeah it seems like the kind of thing that would have come out in the 90s like you know people, they just released like a weird like expensive like like thing like, yeah. like that thing like that lock on like that, that laser tag thing that you have. And I like love that, that kind thing. of that kind yeah, of thing. It's very, it's kind of a novelty. Yeah. I would actually say that the the lock on set, which is like a laser tags thing made by Sega, mm. has more use than this. Yeah, um, because you can play with your mates. You yeah. can play with your mates if they do have another set in this. I do believe. But okay. Oh, really? Oh, you're okay. Talking about eight hundred bucks here already. Wow. I mean, or sixty bucks. Okay. <laughs> the way I buy these things. Mm. Um. And it, I'm not going to say it's not fun because you fight Darth Maul at the end of that first chapter and it is very intuitive the way that you block things and the way that you kind of jab and slash. Yeah, it works well. Like it, it, yeah. it does when he comes at you in a certain and angle, parry. you can parry it and block yeah. it and, it and it works. Yeah. And that's that's what you want, you know. And um, then you do, there are other things you can do in there. Like there's <laughs> a little mini strategy game on Naboo and you can also play the chess game. Yeah, you can play it sort of like a... Virtual, like an AR version of that of that chess thing they played in the in episode four in, Millen- um, in the Millennium, Millennium Falcon. Yeah, yeah. So there's uh, there's other things you can do, and this game looks pretty packed. It's just it's there are a couple of flaws to this, and the major flaw, I think you agree with me, is the weight of the headset. Yes, because <laughs> the thing is bulky. Think of an original like mid 90s virtual reality headset like those things are pretty big Mm -hmm. this needs to go around the back of your head with like a with like an elastic yeah and then you've got the lightsaber which isn't that heavy Mm -hmm. but you need your phone inserted into the top bit as well and it actually adds a bit of weight so after about 20 minutes like you're going this is actually kind of like it keeps drooping down on my face yeah it starts to hurt it it it, starts to pull on your hair a bit and like it's just a bit uncomfortable um so you you don't want to play it for more than about half an hour at a time no um but for what it's, for, you know, it sets out to do a thing and it does it well. Yeah. It's just limited because it's, it's, it's just that. Like it you is. can't do anything more with, no. you know, like you pay, you buy an Oculus Rift or something, you can play all sorts of games, but this, this only does the one thing. So I would say um, that I got my 30 bucks worth out of this. Yeah. 30 bucks is, is probably the right price. Yeah. I wouldn't pay more than that. And I'm yeah. glad I didn't. Yeah. Uh, but you know it is fun, and I, I think I'll go back in there and play a bit more. It's a cool novelty, definitely. It's the kind of thing you yeah. crack out occasionally, just to be like, "Lol, look at this." And yeah, it's an AR thing. Yeah. Put your friends in there for a tick. I'm, mean, you know, if they're Star Wars fans, I'm sure they'll get something out of it. Mm. Uh, I got to the second battle where someone has like a spinning lightsaber. Yeah, and it was it was fun, but it was actually a bit more tough. Mm. Plus, the thing is, I was in there for about half an hour, and the phone that is doing all of this, like projecting this image effectively, mm-hmm. gets super fucking hot. Mm. Like you pulled your phone out of this at the end and it is like toasty. You could cook, cook an egg on that thing. You could. It's actually yeah. like al- like almost too hot to touch. So it's usually, it's using all of the, you know, the, the processing com- power, power and the battery. Yeah. Mm. So um, impressive little thing, although it is, like you said, a novelty. Um, 
Yeah. And, yeah. you know, if, if, if someone comes around to my house and says, oh, I want to play that Star Wars thing, I'll happily, like, bung them in there and I might, I'll definitely go back in and have another go. And yeah. It's a bit of fun. Like, it's not a, it's not a piece of trash. Like, it works. That's yeah. the, I think that's the point I want to make is that it's not, it's not like a garbagey, junky It is thing. well made. Yeah. Um, like the, the set is well made, but mm. it is still a novelty at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Little mini review there. Which yeah. we managed to slide in some, some real GLB content there for you. We did. Um, we did. In amongst the japery, the buffoonery. The Hitler chicken. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We we looked up some imagery yeah. on Google Google Hitler chicken because goddamn it is fucking hilarious. Yeah, still, you can find images. It's still up there. I kind of wish I wanted. I went to a Hitler chicken just to I say know. a bigger one. Apparently it was only open for like, you know, maybe a year or so before yeah. like the legal... You know, those lawyers, they ruin all the fun, don't and they? And you, you were showing me one of, like, Ronald McDonald from Thailand. Yeah, here we like go. Bloody Hitler moustache. Here's another great photo of Oh, God. <laughs> so, what I'm looking at here is basically Ronald McDonald, except with Hitler's haircut, mm-hmm. but obviously with red hair, looking really stern. Like, he's obviously saluting. He's doing, the, he's doing like, the Nazi salute. Nazi salute. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a statue. It's a little statue. It's a little statue. Mm-hmm. And then you've got, like, a tourist... Um, posing next to like it. some sort of like young pretty girl next to him doing the Hitler salute as well. <laughs> it paints a scene. Yeah, it's not a good scene. It's, it's <laughs> but a, it's a funny scene. It's a worrying. It's a worrying thing. Yeah, this this whole yeah. There's there's a world of weird Hitler culture out there in Thailand. Apparently, to um, <sighs> I mean to be fair, we probably do the same thing in our own culture. I want to say like I was thinking about this, and it's probably not that dissimilar from like people who can't read like Sanskrit getting like Sanskrit tattoos on them and yeah. that kind of thing where it's like, are you sure you want to like just co-opt that? Are you sure what you sure you know what that says? Oh, you Marduk. Sure? Yeah, Marduk, the god I love that guy. He yeah. sacrificed children. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was that story of that, I think it was an Australian tourist who was like mobbed in India because he had like a tattoo of Kali on him. Ooh, no, and like don't, don't, people don't do were that. like, it was on his leg or something. Yeah. And, and like some locals saw it and got really offended. And then like they kind of gathered an angry mob <laughs> that like chased them. And like it was, it got pretty dicey. Um, yeah. So don't, yeah, like maybe think about twice before you. I think Dude, just it, because something looks cool yeah. doesn't mean you should have it tattooed on your skin for all time if you don't know what it means. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit different with Hitler chicken because that's just like, do, do you know nothing about the last hundred <laughs> years of history? Like, yeah. You know what the hell? <laughs> like, um, like, what are they teaching people in their country? Anyway, um, but but still, yeah, maybe don't co-opt other other cultures' stuff before you've done your research. Basically, is my it's a good plan. My point. It's a very good plan. Um, yeah, but on other topics that aren't Hitler chicken related, AC. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did. I have. I have been playing other video games um, of a Nintendo variety. You own some sort of Nintendo system? No, I don't. Okay, uh, I have questions for you now, mm. and they're all going to lead up to your arrest. <laughs> I was playing it at my girlfriend's house, who has a Switch. Uh, okay, yeah. all right, you get off the hook this time. Yeah. yeah. Although after she listens to this episode, I'm not sure if she's going to be your girlfriend for too much hey, longer. Hey, I love Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh sucks. I, I, look, you, I, I've never seen Yu-Gi-Oh or played it or anything. But I'm, it's great, and I love it. There you go. Pro- problem solved. Um, <laughs> my wife is just <laughs> making such a face. So my wife has joined us in the room. She's being very quiet. We mentioned Oh, you Yu-Gi-Oh. too love Yu-Gi-Oh, I, t- I take it. <laughs> and she looks horrified and scared and stabby. <laughs> what is it about Yu-Gi-Oh that sets you two off? Um, it's terrible. It's legitimately bad. <laughs> She's nodding. 
dear. It is legitimately like <laughs> oh, the, the shit you have to buy a price guide for. <laughs> okay. All right. And that's just to watch the anime. Let, can- like, not even about the card game. What cans of worms have I opened? <laughs> um, but I was playing a video game at my girlfriend's house. Because um, she's really into Stardew Valley right now. I got her onto the Stardew Valley train. Because uh, yeah. I was like, this seems like a game you'd like. Because she, she mentioned that she really liked Harvest Moon. Yep. And I was like, oh, you like Harvest Moon? Well, here's the the most Harvest Moon you can have. That- Which is not even actually Harvest Moon. Yeah, yeah. Ironically, not even a Harvest Moon game, but mm. it's it's the best one. Um, and as predicted, she's like super addicted to it. She's playing it on the iPad. There's an iPad version that she's really enjoying. Oh, um, yeah. I can see that. And what's funny is that like she's so addicted. Did she did she play as a girl or a guy or? Uh, she's playing as a girl. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, she's uh she's really enjoying it. She's played like is she, is she trying to get with a guy who's like you? Uh, no. Well, she was trying to go for Sebastian, who's like the gothy guy. Uh-huh. But then he was such a jerk because he only, he didn't want like the nice things she was giving to yeah. him. He wants like I don't know gothy stuff like Cole? a skull or something. I don't know <laughs> skull. Um. So she ended up Snatch is trying to chat up uh, Penny, who's the um the the the, the, the kindergarten teacher. Uh-huh. Um, and I think she's got a lot of like the heart meter is almost full. AC oh, cutscene time, rubbing my hands together in anticipation. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not a bio. It's not a bioware game. You're not going to get. You're going to get really dodgy cuts, sex scenes. Yeah, you're not going to get Commander Shepard pouring at an alien. Um, instead. She's been playing that and kind of... It's funny because she's kind of super distracted with that game, mm-hmm. which has allowed... allowed It's kind of given me license, if you will, to to play games of my own. And and so, what so we've, this- we've got to the tier of our relationship. This is like high tier nerd relationship goals where we're both sitting in the same room playing games and not talking to each other and completely ignoring each other. We do... Maria and I do this all the time. The best. She's literally doing this right now. It's the best thing you can do with your girlfriend. <laughs> I found so she was playing um, Stardew Valley on the iPad, and I I played um, a little bit of Zelda Breath of the Wild on her Switch, yes. which is really fun because I played that game a while, almost two years ago now, on when you Switch. when you loaned it to me, mm. and it's given me a bit of Switch lust, AC. Yeah, you were telling me about this earlier today yeah. when we were actually playing on the Switch, and we'll get to that in a little bit, mm-hmm. a bit a little bit later, mm. uh, and that is interesting because. You have a console. You have I a do. PS4. I have a PS4. And you just, it just kind of sits there and you don't use it. I don't it. really use it much. I tend to play uh, PC games anyway. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just basically gathering dust. I haven't, the last time I cracked it out was for Uncharted 4. Mm. I mean, there is another Uncharted game that came out that I haven't bought and I could maybe get that and, you know, turn it on again. But I mean, there's not a lot, there's you, not a lot pulling me towards that console right now. You did, you did start playing. Oh, um, Red Dead Redemption. It? That's 2. right. I haven't finished playing Red Dead Two. Yeah, yeah man, that's just like, like you were so into that game, and then so, but there's a lot. There's a lot. That's the problem. The content. There's so much to do. You know, there's so much to do that you just gave up. <laughs> sort of. I mean, also my brother moved into my living room, and sort of like going in there and sitting down and playing a game. It sort of feels like I'm invading his space now. So. Yeah, it's a bit weird. That yeah. It's so for one reason or another, like consoles aren't really my thing right now um but, but a switch which is portable you could play in bed and you could maybe yeah, play in your study like it's tempting you know and breath of the wild is very good it is an excellent and game i've done a two-hour podcast on that before it's just <laughs> every time i play it i'm like oh, i want to keep playing this like um it's just it's just really really fun and um and there's more and more fun games coming out for the switch all the time the Switch is a great platform. Uh, yeah, and it's the one console that I really feel like I might want to throw some money down and, and pick up. So, 
And it's cheaper than the other consoles as well, for the most part, I want to say. I think I would probably end up playing it in handheld mode a lot, believe it or not. Um, I mean, you still have good eyesight. Like, you don't wear glasses. Yeah. This might make you eventually wear glasses one day, but... (laughs) The Switch is what led me there, yeah. uh, Yeah, I mean, it took... It literally took, like, 20 years of playing handheld for me to lead me there, but (laughs) I got there in the end. Yeah, look, you know, it could happen. Um, All I'm saying is that I'm, I'm very tempted. Um... But maybe now's not the right time. But it's something that's yeah. like, it's becoming more and more of a thing. It's like a brain worm that's like eating its way in the back of my brain, you know? I would say yeah. get, like, I was going to say sell your PS4 first, but... Trade it in with a bunch of games and get a... You know, uh, just sell it on, like, mm. Gumtree and get, you know, like, enough just to buy the Switch and then just yeah. shell out I mean, it's for, a like, launch a PS4, so it's mm. not that appealing to people. But someone might want it. With all the games I've got, I could maybe get yeah, 100 exactly. bucks or 150 bucks. You or could something. probably get 200 250 yeah. maybe. I don't know what the going rate is. You have to help me with this. Um, the aftermarket, the, you, the, I reckon you could get 200 for it. The console aftermarket is something that I've not Yeah, really but you'd, if you want to get at least, like, 150 200 mm. you have to sell it kind of soon because mm. the, the PS5 is obviously on the horizon Well, everyone now. knows that it's, like, yeah, we're at the sort of twilight years of this generation, we are. which is really weird because it doesn't feel like it's been that long, but it has been, like, five or six years yeah, now. The last generation lasted so long, though. I think, actually, it's been, like, seven? No, it's been, like, six, six. years. Yeah, 2013, the mm. PS3 came... PS4 came out, sorry, I want to say. Um... Look, I mean, so, console generations aren't really defined in time anymore, yeah. but it just, it looks like it has hit its its peak. Yeah. And so I just, what's the point in keeping it if I'm not playing it kind of thing? Yeah. Do you still own your PS3? I do. Yeah. Interesting. And, and actually, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of reluctant to sell it. I really like the PS3 library. I've got a good, like, I've got about 20 odd games. I like them. And some of them I'd, I'd like to go back to. Look, at keep point. the PS3 because yeah. you know that's the one you obviously like a bit more, and it's still useful as like a Blu-ray yeah. player and stuff like that. I think the problem with the PS4, and I, I wonder if Xbox One people feel the same way, is that like, like I have a PC that can play games, and all the games that come out on, or ninety percent of them that come out on PS4 and Xbox One come out on PC as well. Yeah. So like. What and I prefer to play games on my PC because I spent like you know a stupid amount of money on it and I just like sitting at a desk playing games. It's kind of my, my preferred way to do it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so why have a console? You know, but then the Switch is so cool and it, you can play Mario on it. You can't play Mario on your computer, yeah, can you? Yeah, I mean that's the thing about Nintendo games is mm. that at the end of the day, like n- Nintendo games are fun and they can mm. be pretty varied and there are a whole bunch of. Nintendo IPs that will only ever appear on Nintendo. Yeah, I, I, I'd love to pick up. Um, I'd love to play a little bit of Marino Kart or a, uh, a little, Marino Kart is great. I mean, a little bit of. To uh, be completely fair, like you would probably get, mm. a, you know, y- your money's worth out of a like a secondhand Switch mm. just with Breath of the Wild. Alone, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it you'll get a hundred hours out of that, and you'll love every minute of it. I think I, you know, I'd take it. I probably would take it to work with me and stuff yeah. like that. Play it yeah. on public transport. Yeah, like it, it sounds crazy, but like I'm so time strapped that like that almost feels like a great way to sort of elbow and sort of you know force some more gaming into my life yeah. by like playing. Sometimes you got to crowbar games. it in. Yeah, crowbar. Thank you. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's where my brain is leading. Do you have any sort of weird purchases on the horizon that you're thinking Ooh, about? I, I did a weird purchase today, actually. A weird purchase. Um, mm. I, sh- I did actually kind of want to go through what I've been doing because about a week ago I went, oh bugger, I haven't really been playing any games, and I kind of actually want to play some games. And then, mm. lo and behold. I played some bloody games. Fantastic. <laughs> what I did was I turned the arcade machine on. Oh. The Game Life Balance 
official arcade machine. Well, official is a strong word. <laughs> it's official to us, but it is horribly bootleg to anyone else. But it does have a nice RGB um, CRT monitor in there. Yeah, the monitor Cheap is... Chinese knockoff, but it mm-hmm. works. It works, yeah. It works. Mm-hmm. Um, and I played like a just a... Just a whole bunch of, like, you know, games. Just random games. Nothing that really stood out other than two things, which was Galaga 88. Okay. Which was just Galaga released in 1988 uh, as a new arcade. Has better backgrounds. You kind of walk to different places. It's like a remake of Galaga, basically. Yeah. Okay. At least... It's got to be Galaga, not Galaxian, right? My problem is I I always get those confused. I don't blame you. They're very... The names are very, very similar. Um... That's cool. So that's like that's like a yeah. It, it is Gallagher eighty eight. Okay. Yeah, and it it's just Gallagher, but it's got a little bit more to it mm, than okay. you know the the graphics are a little bit better, the movements a little bit better. Mm. I played about fifteen minutes of that and then gave myself a couple of credits. You know, lost my ship, got my ship back, so I had double the ships. Ah, uh, double ships. Yeah. Double ships always good. Yeah. And you can actually start with double ships in this game as well. Ooh, and uh... yeah, and it just it was just fun just screwing around that game. You don't want to go too far deep into those games I mm. find because mm. it, they become very samey and about high score which mm. I don't think this system saves your high score yeah so, there's no point if every time you shut it off it, it yeah, forgets everything I'm playing for fun mm. then I did actually play Marvel Superheroes, which was a Capcom f- oh, fighting game okay so it's pre-Marvel versus Capcom, wow. but post-X-Men Children of the Atom. So it had like more advanced moves, Okay, and you're just like fighting Marvel superheroes in there. So they had Neat. some X-Men, some Avengers, some weird-ass characters. Is of it the a tag game, variety. or is it like a no, just a one-on-one? No, just yep. one-on-one. Okay. Like, and this was just before tag. Like, yeah, yeah. Marvel versus Capcom was tag, Yes, I think. that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, this is just before that, but the graphics are almost at the same kind of fidelity but it was more advanced than children of the atom it's a great fit i think i think using marvel characters in in a fighting game is just a great it's a no-brainer really yeah. it's a great source of you know content um i'm not a massive comic books guy but like there's just so many characters with oh cool, yeah cool abilities and things but that's like, the funny thing yeah. is that there are characters in here i just don't know yeah like there's a green tentacle guy which i'm sure all the marvel guys are going oh you don't know who green tentacle guy is and i'm like going <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck it's green tentacle is. guy yeah, jesus come on. christ ac get with the uh, program yeah like big floating eye with tentacles around him i i, I don't know i don't know but mm. i played as wolverine because i just have a habit of like kind of moving towards mutants sure. for whatever reason and you kind of you kind of look like him if you except you're way too tall oh god damn filthy you, muties so you do call me bub a lot I do call you bub <laughs> so but you, only in the bedroom that's just a thing we do <laughs> it's fine it's just no we just walk into a bedroom and say hey bub how's it yeah. going bub and then we, I'm shake, fine, bub. we shake hands collegiately and walk out yeah but we're wearing hand condoms at the time so yeah. it's all good and we, we use like that hand sanitizer <laughs> Dettol stuff so, so it's, it's totally fine my first call co- my first person i versed on the i'm sorry <laughs> i tried to go over it robbie i tried i tried oh, to get out of it's just so weird and i good. tried to get us out of there the weirdness but... levels are very high all right that's fine it's okay. fine no no it's 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 all good we used hand sanitizer to wipe ourselves of that of that situation all over our bodies nothing but dental down here down there a, down a everywhere bath of dental when i came home after this episode we that's gonna sting <laughs> Um, so I versed Captain America mm-hmm. beat his fucking ass yeah take that cap uh, and 
subsequently ran out of credits and I didn't get the credit button. Oh. Because I, on the, and so I decided to quit out and go again. Okay. Because I didn't want my, my perfect record tarnished. And then Captain America <laughs> kicked my ass the next time. I was going, wow. what are we doing differently? Wow, okay. Like, I don't know what I'm doing the wrong AI here. learned. Yeah, but I turned it off and on between then. <laughs> yeah. It kind of bugged me a bit. Mm. Um, Interesting. I did get a new monitor. So... Recently, you and I were looking at my monitor and yeah. saying, this is actually a bit crappy. This is for my PC that I have. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it doesn't do black well in the fact that it's not black. It's kind of blocky bits of yeah. grey. We played... What were we playing on? We played something on there and you were, like, talking about... Yeah, that you weren't happy with it. Uh, yeah, it just, yeah. just wasn't... Uh, I knew the monitor wasn't great. Mm. It had a good response time, though. Yeah, well, that's the main thing. And um, But the graphics were so kind of washed out and I think it was actually... Uh, what we reviewed last time, the Asteroids clone. Oh, that's right. Big Blaster XL. Big Blaster, yes. 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 And yeah, the the black was just almost like light gray. Yeah, there's a lot of black in that game. It's set in space. So, yeah. So, Mm. I ended up doing some research on monitors. Okay. And subsequently not making a decision. (laughs) Because This is mostly because if you go to a place with your three-year-old daughter... Mm. My my daughter turned three last week. Ah, um, happy birthday, May! And she sees balloons. She shouts for the balloons. And you, mm-hmm. you know, this is a kid which doesn't have good visual fidelity, and she's still <laughs> seeing balloons. So this kindly old, uh, like Harvey Norman employee, gave her a balloon, uh, which was very nice. But she was still screaming, and like it was obviously very bored. So I went. I was like looking stuff off on my phone and going, oh, the five millimeter in like five millisecond response time and mm-hmm. one, but this is good and it's curved, but this has better graphical fidelity. Mm. And meanwhile, she's just like trying to tear things off the walls and kick people and <laughs> she's just generally bored. <laughs> so I left without making a purchase. Yeah. Then uh, during my lunch hour this week, I went to get my wife a birthday present mm. and she's in the room, but she already knows what she's getting because it's exactly what she asked for. <laughs> I'm romantic like that. <laughs> Surprise, it's an ironing board cover. <laughs> I don't want to be stabbed, so I don't think I'd ever buy her one of those. And you wanted the coffee pod machine. And that's exactly what I got her. The old switcheroo. Maybe I should do that now. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> Except I don't want to get stuck. Don't take advice from the divorced guy. (laughs) (laughs) Wiser words were never spoken, boy wonder. Uh, So I ended up getting what she wanted for her birthday. Excellent. And then while I was there, Mm -hmm. they had a a whole bunch of monitors were on special because it's the end of year stuff, uh, sales, end of financial year, Mm -hmm. I should say. Mm Mm-hmm. And they, I was looking at this like LG monitor and everything like that. And yeah. I was like look, looking it up online and they had like two different versions. And one was like kind of cheap, like two nine, like 246 or something. I was going, oh, it does look good. And it's the same size as mine, except it's, you know, much better graphical fidelity. Mm. But they had one model left of a Samsung curved monitor. Oh, sexy. And I've never gone for a curved anything before because yeah. I think they look fucking stupid. It does seem a bit gimmicky. I will it is very gimmicky. Yeah. Except I fell for it. 
<laughs> because with all of these monitors yeah, there, yeah. this was like it was on like it was on special for like two mm. two ninety or something or two three hundred and something. And I said, "Oh, this is the floor model," and they gave me like a slight discount more. <laughs> so I got it for like two ninety six or something. Okay, <laughs> and it and it was literally the last one they had. Mm. And I was like comparing the monitors and everything. I just kind of went, I kind of really like the colors on this one, and they're like black seems really black and okay. like the colors are kind of popping and. No matter how I kind of go around this stupid ass curved monitor, it looks really good to my eyes. Okay. And and I just kind of went to my eyes, which are a little bit weird and different, mm. I'll admit. This monitor seems to work really well. Okay. So cool. I know it's not the best for gaming, but I mm. went, no, I'll take a chance on this, bought it, got it home, connected cool. it up, played a couple of games, and yeah. went I regret nothing. Great. This awesome. is it it really looks really nice. Okay. Awesome. Um, it really suits the way my eyes work, which is a mm. little bit different. Okay. Uh, and I played Game Soup, which is the fun minigame collection. Yeah. And I played uh, Broforce. Oh, nice. So those are pretty, like, those are pretty, twitchy like, games. twitchy games. Yeah. And so this response time is probably fine then. Yeah. 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 I think if you were, like, playing online games and you you were, like, super mega. If you're playing, like, Street Fighter Online or something like that. Yeah. Or, yeah, if, yeah, yeah, like a fighting game. Mm. Or if you were playing... PUBG online and you mm. expected to win, which I never do. <laughs> uh, you might feel like, oh my god, there was like a like a like a two. If it was like two mil response time, I would have totally got that. Yeah, but I yeah. just, I don't even wear my glasses when I'm gaming, so mm. that's probably never going to make a difference <laughs> to me. To be completely honest, sure. But well, if you're happy with it, that's what matters. And yeah, yeah. I am totally like it looks so much better than my other monitor. Right. I had no idea that my old monitor was that shitty. Yeah. Until I kind like I connect up this new monitor and went whoa holy shit like i've been playing the inferior version for quite a while yeah i suspect because i went for a cheap but high response time monitor that does g-sync so it has like you know it, it doesn't it doesn't do you can turn on the setting that so it doesn't visually tear if it's a really high frame rate yeah but but and it's i not, really haven't tested that because most yeah. of the games i've been playing are kind of pixel based ones but it doesn't really matter yeah yeah, yeah it probably won't matter for me but i did get one that was pretty cheap and i, I think the viewing angles are very mm. bad like it yeah. doesn't look right if you're like looking at it from the different you got to get it dead on center. yeah and this one you can look at either way mm. and i don't know i just i just really liked it, it okay just, cool it looked cool yeah making me want to get it yeah <laughs> like, damn i should get two new monitors like so i can have that sweet dual monitors oh my god yeah my my old monitor is just too shitty to put into that setup if you know what i mean I my desk is too small <laughs> yeah mine well. too, mine too. Yeah. i mean i could end up playing a game where i get super into but just has super low response time but mm. for for this kind of monitor for what i paid for it i'm not too disappointed even if i you know it, it's not as great as i thought it was going to be so mm. because enough. i couldn't afford a 4k one yeah and i'm yeah, four cases. I, I kind of want better visual fidelity rather than like quicker response time, just for the kind of things that I do with it. Yeah, like getting co- good color. You seem like you want good color depth and that. I kind do. Of thing. Yeah. yeah, I do. Yeah. Kind of more cinematic than. You want really black blacks. Mm. I do, and it, it, it's good. I just have been enjoying using that monitor so okay. much. Cool. Um, so yeah, I did actually play some Pro Force, which is that's a great game. I'm just gonna play this for five minutes. Fucking bullshit, mate. <laughs> like, I played it for like half an hour. Was like kind of really getting into it. Mm. And I got to the point where I was the Brolander, which is like Connor McLeod's yeah, Highlander. Yeah. It was like I was just trying to take as many <laughs> heads as I could so, so I could get a quickening mm. special. And yeah, it, I just fell into a hole, which I haven't <laughs> fallen into for a while. Yeah. But it's fun. Ah, uh, good stuff. Yeah, so Maria and May are going to Japan. 
Oh yes, uh, in about two weeks. Yes, two that's and a half weeks. Mm. Um, uh, unfortunately, Maria's grandmother passed away recently, which is yeah, quite sad. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of a little bit expected. So mm. um, they're going to go back for one of the ceremonies for that, which means I will be stuck here doing my job in Australia, mm-hmm. which might mean I might get some more gaming time in. Yeah, I wonder if there's like a big, huge game that you can like sink your teeth yeah, into. Yeah, there really should be something. Oh, yes. What just came out? Mario Maker 2. Perfect. Perfect time. Motherfucker, yes. Okay. So now we know what you're going to be doing for the next month. Well, see, I bought the special edition today and mm. I also bought the rest of Maria's birthday present which was like you know, I got her the coffee machine so I needed mm. to get her coffee and I got mm. the most amount of coffee you can get for that machine mm. which is turns out a lot of coffee she's got coffee for days at least two weeks <laughs> we're talking like a hundred pods or something wow like that. Yeah. Um, so I also got Super Mario Maker 2 excellent and I got the special edition or the limited edition which came with the online um, the pass yeah the, the Nintendo online for a year Mm. So I loaded that on. It's all good. <clears throat> I started playing Mario Maker 2 for about 10 minutes until you came over. We had yeah. dinner and then we loaded up Tetris 99 for Maria and I've lost my Switch. <laughs> yeah. The irony being that, yeah, you wanted to play the Mario Makers, but now, you're, now you're, uh, your wife is going to play the Tetris. So Probably forevermore because yeah. she played like four or five games. Mm-hmm. And by the fifth game, she was like level four. Yeah. She's like the top 10. And she got position number 12. Yeah, very close. And everyone was like level 72, 63. Like all these high numbers, like 128, Mm. who have played that amount of games. Mm. And she's like, level four, I'm stage, you know, I got up to four. Mm. Like, um, sorry, uh, like level 12. She's very good at Tetris. Rank. So yeah, yeah, she's very good. Mm Mm-hmm. So she's going to love playing that because it's free. There's a whole bunch of NES games which you and I fooled around with. Yeah, it's kind of cool how the... I didn't know the system kind of comes with that if you if you sign up to the uh, online. Mm. That's, a, that's a nice little bonus. It does make paying that money every year seem a bit more um, worth it if you get that. Yeah. So, I mean, that, I'm not sure how much value it has to like a, a young, cool millennial who doesn't care about the past, man. They're too busy... Do getting with what's happening now than playing those granddad games. Everyone me, should play Super Mario Bros. Yeah, the original. Everyone should. I do. I do feel like some of those games are like genuine classics and should. Yeah. Like I don't know. You could probably be happy and and live a full and fulfilling life without playing Excite Bike. But um, <laughs> what kind of life is that? <laughs> That's a. I think are you I, really living if you never played Excite Bike? That might actually be the Famicom version where you can save tracks, but I'm not sure. Some of them are like special ones, like SP versions. I have no idea what that means. Mm, but mm. They've, they've got Kirby. They've got Ghosts and Goblins. Yeah. Ghosts and Ghouls or whatever it is. Yeah. I, get, I always get those confused. But uh, yes, there Ghouls and Ghosts. Some, yeah. yeah. There's, some, there's some fun games on there. Like, yeah. Not that Ghouls and Ghosts is actually a particularly good game because it's, it's a very jerky for what it is. But, yeah. But, it's kind of an asshole game. <laughs> it is. It really is. Yeah. But, you know, they, they have, like, Mario 1, Mario 3. Yeah. Uh, they've got Kirby's Adventure, which is a fantastic game. Yeah, there's a lot of really good NES games on there, and yeah. apparently they're releasing more, you know, periodically. Yeah, so. every month, yeah. Um, yeah, that seems cool. Well, I, And I'm interested to, to hear you report back on, on your adventures in, in Mario Maker next episode. I get... Um, I really get the feeling that 
this time I'm going to be playing a lot more than I create mm. because like I created a few last time and I got a few people like comment and star and say, Oh, this is a great level and stuff like that. Mm. But I'm kind of, I kind of burnt out on it a little bit last time. Okay. And I just kind of want to play what people are making. That's what I'm, and there is like mm. a, an offline story mode for this where you have to rebuild princess peach's castle by doing levels and collecting coins okay because i remember like the the single player if you know quote unquote in in the original mario maker was pretty like basic and like you basically the whole game was basically playing online levels like, yeah oh definitely yeah um, that, that's what it was all based on i do i do wonder whether enough time has passed since the original from to now whether people are going to be like super inspired and revved up to play this one but i hope so because like that one had a huge i mean creative kind of people just got so creative and excited by that first one i hope that nobody owned a wii u that's the fantastic thing about it is that like nobody owned a wii u but everyone who owned a wii u like had that game yeah and all of those levels were on there so there's actually a huge amount of fantastic levels and really creative levels that yeah. were on there so i'm really excited to see what happens this time with the new one me too and it's one of those things where it's like the zeitgeist is everything like being there at for the that the, that sweet period when it's launched and everyone's excited and playing it and does creating seem, really weird fantastical yeah, levels yeah that seems to be like one of the appeals of this game is that kind of cultural phenomenon of, of mario maker so i should um, do at least one level because i do like messing around with the level editor but i just need to yeah. be inspired first like sure. i just want to i want to do a level like the the ultimate game life balance australia level mm. and then i'll force you to play through it <laughs> it could be an easy level or it could be an asshole level i don't know yet sure okay well um, as long depends as how, depends how inspired I as am. long as it's not as bad as that cat mario that what on the youtubes and such then um cat mario then, <laughs> that game looks horrific um but yeah i'm excited to play a bit of that um and i want to hear back from you how how, how that goes um because yeah, it seems I'm pretty super excited about it yeah a lot of people seem to be so um yeah cool that's rad good games are good it's good to play good games that's my con- good. I, controversial I, opinion you see if you go to switch mm. i'm just saying this here we could create levels for each other and play them and- we could do that mm. but I could actually lend you some of my games. Like oh, you wouldn't necessarily true. have to buy Breath mm. of the Wild. Mm. I could just borrow it from you for a certain period of time. Well, I finished it, and the next time I play that game, I want to play it on the Wii U, mm. as I've said many times. Yeah, just to see how, how it goes. Yeah, yeah, just how different it is, because I played that for 100 hours, so mm. I'll know the differences. But, you know, if you pick up a Switch, you one, could one thing I will say play is that game. Having the map open all the time on the on the on the pad which yeah. I hope I hope is how it works would be really I great because like I am super skeptical I don't think that, it does opening that map all the time and then that yeah. like it starts to get a pretty annoying after a while so a, um, a, a friend of the show who does legitimately actually listen to the show mm, uh, the E-man yeah he when I showed him Breath of the Wild, he was enamored with it and said, mm. this is really cool. And then turned off all the, like... The UI. The, the UI. Wow. And so it was just him in the world. And even when you bring up the map, there was, like, no direction to say oh, where you were wow. going. That's like... You can do that with Skyrim, like, turn off all the yeah. meters and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. And it, it was like, he just did that immediately and just went, oh, I love this game. And it's like, you just do that. I have no idea what you're doing or where you're going yeah, or what's yeah. going on. I just yeah. know nothing about this. That's That seems like hard mode. Yeah, um, oh, definitely. But that's the way he likes to play games. Okay, fair. He likes immersion. He likes to be immersed. It's, that's pretty immersive. In Hyrule. Mm. Mm. So, do you want to read us what's going on on that them <laughs> there 
Gunna Geek, a net, a word. Thanks for stalling for time while I look up the Gunna Geek Network Google Doc. <laughs> because you had your you had your phone in your pants, hoping someone would call you to give you that little tickle. I'm so sorry, AC. But I do have some things to read out that you might enjoy. Okay. Hearing about, uh, like this episode of the On The Bubble podcast. Okay. Entitled Witchblade, First Wave, and The Dresden Files. Plus the role of physical items in fan campaigning. That's On The Bubble episode 35. And the promo copy reads as thusly. Fans of the Dresden file sent drumsticks. Wait a minute. I've read this before. Is that... (laughs) All right. Let's read out something else, AC. Because obviously the Gunny Network... You know, look, I'm sure it's it's all popping off. It's an exciting network full of... You know, things are always happening over there. Maybe just not on this... Maybe just not on this this here Google Doc. Um... Maybe you need to refresh your Google Doc. But what, <laughs> maybe I do need to. I, remember, I just opened it now. It should be refreshed. It's, it's the most fresh one can have. Um, but here's a show on the Gun and Geek Network that you might have heard of. Okay. Crimson Comet. Hmm. It's a podcast about the TV show dedicated to the Scarlet Speedster himself. Cartoon, no, CW's The Flash. I love that guy. Join hosts. He just goes around with a giant trench coat and opens it. Unsuspecting women in the park, and then runs off. It's based on me. Um, Join hosts Haley, John, and Will each week as they discuss the latest episode and anything else that wanders into our field of vision. What would you? What would you get someone like that for their birthday, though? Just like just another trench coat, like every year, just a nicer <laughs> trench coat to flash people with. Just a more, a, a more, more innate, stealthier sneakers, <laughs> or or just like a, a big red arrow. That they just wear around their neck, just points right down. Oh, so God. when you flash, it's all there. Oh boy! So you know, there's all sorts of shows like that. Like pretty much, if you're into something geeky, like a comic book or a video game or pop culture, there's probably going to be something on that network that's just up your alley. Indeed, there is. And you can find that network at thegunnageeknetwork.com. So and a lot of those podcasts are on, you know, your iTunes and your whatnot. So you can go check those out. Too. I love the whatnot. Yeah, the whatnot's my favorite podcast app. <laughs> We should actually create that because that's probably what people would go to. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to Game Like Balance Australia, episode 85, Stream of Nonsense, Mm -hmm. Hitler Chicken. I think it's episode, I think it's Stream of Nonsense 17. I don't care. Mm. It's just like the the episode 85 of, but Stream of Nonsense, whatever you said, 17. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it is. Anyway. Anyway. Hitler Chicken. That's the point I was trying to make here. I'm bringing up Hitler Chicken. The name is Hitler Chicken. If you do not call this episode Hitler Chicken, I'll be very disappointed. Look, I will call it Hitler Chicken, but if we get taken off iTunes, (laughs) we know who to blame. We know who to blame. The Gutter Geek Network. They are to blame (laughs) for letting us on the network in the first place. It's all Stephen John Drew's fault. (laughs) Him and his Hitler Chicken franchise. Okay. Thank you very much for listening to us. You can uh, catch us on the web at uh, GameLifeBalanceAustralia.com mm-hmm. uh, You can catch our sister show Which has been I think it's fair to say Pretty inactive for a little while yeah, But there have been bit. Some pretty good interviews up there That's right It's sort of I think in the meantime There's some great mm. interviews Coming up uh, Cody Goff's been interviewing Some movers and shakers In the gaming industry yeah. And the peripheries Of like the media Around gaming Yeah because that's what he does um, And he's good at doing it too So check those out And check him out At Curiosity.com as well Because he's yeah. um they, I learn stuff from that podcast. Yeah. I don't even want to learn stuff when I'm learning It's like stuff. a science. Like it's, It makes learning fun, I see. And that's, that's the, the best way to end this, is just make <laughs> learning about Hitler chicken fun.
burped. <laughs> so, okay, so now that we're finished, sure. do you, you want to read this out? Because sure. this is um, this is a Danish sort of apricot sweet flavored. Can we try and candy? yeah, yeah. Try and read this? Yeah. Um, confect. Yep. Med abric. Okay. Med abricosmag. Can you can you read it out faster? Medabricosmug. I love it. Medabricosmug. What, what about this one? This is, this is the hot candy I was talking about. Uh, hold on. Fraser. Tysrik. Um, beeper. I think it's Tyrkisk Beeper. <laughs> just, just, you're putting too much emphasis on the accent. Tyrkisk, Tyr... Or, I don't know. I don't know enough about the Danish accent. Tyrkisk Peber. Would you like that up your ass? Heck yes. Because that is a suppository. It looks look. It looks like what comes out of my ass after I've had a, a night on the Vindaloo, if you know what I'm saying. 